Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes Please, and more. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however. It's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human erotic and sexual experience and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman and in my work I specialize in female sexuality and I work with women with pussies and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me. Expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you and even though I'm an expert on this topic I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion not a must so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay hi and welcome again I'm delighted that you're here and now let's dive into today's topic. Hey 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 I am welcoming you to this fantastic episode today where you're going to learn so much about how to ditch your vibrator addiction, how to embrace and appreciate and maybe even prefer non-vibrator stimulation and learn how to have orgasms without a vibrator if you currently don't have that capacity. So sounds pretty exciting. Hey. <laughs> And it's a very important topic, so let's dive into it. So is there such a thing as a vibrator addiction? What is that? What does that mean? Yes, it's real. You can get heavily dependent on slash addicted, whatever you want to call it, to a vibrator so that it's the only way that you can experience pleasure and or orgasm. And this is very, very, very common for many, many, many women. I've been in that position. I've coached many women on this topic in one-on-one -on -one coaching and in my online courses. And so I see just how prevalent this issue is and how much frustration and suffering it creates for women in their solo pleasure and in their partnered pleasure. I do want to say before we start diving into it deeper that I'm not against vibrators. I think they are an amazing tool and they provide so much benefits to women and couples and, and sex and pleasure. And so it's an amazing tool that should be a complement in your pleasure and sexuality. It should feel like an ingredient that you can choose when you want it. And the downside is that you can develop this dependency, this addiction to it. And that obviously then becomes more of a crutch than a positive, fun, exciting, inspiring ingredient slash flavor. 
So when that happens, when it's become that dependency on a vibrator, you experience that you can't have pleasure or orgasm without it, and you have to use it 100% of the time in order to reach a level of satisfaction that you desire. So again, I've been there. I was vibrator addicted and dependent for many, many, many years. And then I, I got off it and I became a, a sober vibrator user. I had vibrator sobriety for many years. And then I had a relapse recently and I was addicted slash dependent on my vibrator for about a year. And then a few months ago, I made a commitment to myself and decided to release the addiction and come back to non-vibrator satisfaction. So I've been through cycles with this. So I just want to share that so you know that I have personal experience with this. I've been through it and I know that it's possible to uh, quote unquote cure the addiction and release that dependency. And it's a very rewarding journey to make. And then once you've made that journey, then you can relate to vibrators in a healthy way and use it in a healthy way if you want to. So what are some of the common patterns and issues, experiences that women have that I commonly see in my work? Well, what can happen is that once you've started using a vibrator and you're like, holy fuck, yes, this is great. I love it. And then you're like, woohoo, this is amazing. I'm going to use this all the time. You can fall into like this accidental addiction pattern where you create a specific pattern for orgasm masturbation. And then that pattern becomes your autopilot default. And it's so comfortable. It's so effective. It's so successful that that pattern becomes so dominant in your self-pleasure, in your masturbation and in sex that it just feels impossible to not use it, right? So it, it creates a pattern in your body, in your neurological response, right? Because pleasure is a, is a response in your nervous system. And it creates a pattern between your brain and that peripheral stimulation of the genitals, and it becomes so dominant. So that's the only pattern then to get you to orgasm. It's like taking the highway to your destination. Why would you go the scenic route if you're in a rush or if you need to get there? Or, you know, it's just a hassle to take the scenic route and small dwindling roads that take forever. You just take the highway, right? Because it's so convenient and that's what you do. You want to get there. You want to get to your destination. You want to get to your goal. So you create this very, very, very strong, big fantastic, successful highway inside your nervous system. And then that's the only road you will choose to travel because the other one feels so fucking boring and, oh, like, oh, hard. Another thing that happens with vibrators is because they're so effective at stimulating the body, it creates a pattern of overstimulation so that when you actually then touch yourself with your fingers, you feel very little or maybe like seemingly nothing at all. The vibrator doesn't harm your body. It doesn't forever desensitize you or numb you. It's not damaging to your body or your nerve endings or your body in any way. It's just that it's so intense and so overstimulating that other types of stimulation just feels so bleak and bland in comparison. 
a metaphor slash comparison that I like to use is if you're used to eating really, really spicy food, like India spicy food, and then you go and eat some Scandinavian meatball and potatoes, <laughs> which basically doesn't have a lot of spices, right? And it's not spicy. You're going to be like, oh my God, this doesn't taste anything. How bland and boring. Where's my chili? Where's my pepper? <laughs> right? So it's kind of the same way for your clitoris and your body. The vibrator is so spicy and your fingers are so bland in comparison that your body just doesn't feel anything. There's no taste. There's no activation. There's no stimulation. Of course there is, but you're so used to that overstimulation that, that it just feels so bleak in comparison. And so what do you do? Well, you go for the vibrator then. <laughs> because obviously you want to feel. Obviously you want to have pleasure. Obviously you want to have an orgasm. Another thing that can both inspire the use of vibrators and become a very comfortable pattern with a vibrator is that you actually don't need to touch yourself. You can have a like full sexual experience. Well, maybe not full, but like you can you can have a sexual experience with yourself in masturbation with a vibrator without even touching your skin. I used to do this. I used to get naked. Sometimes I didn't even get naked. I would just pull my pants down and my underpants. I would grab my vibrator. I would put it straight on the jewel, the clitoris, turn it on, crank that <laughs> vibrator to maximum intensity and have an orgasm in whatever, 5, 10, 15 minutes. When I was done, put the vibrator inside, aside, pull my pants up, go about my day. You see how disconnected that is? <laughs> it's not bad or wrong, but it's very disconnected. It's very disembodied. And before I had my sexual awakening and healing and all of that about a decade ago, I used to have this masturbation pattern for like 13 years. And I did not feel comfortable touching my own vulva in a sensual and sexual way. So using a vibrator was actually a solution to avoid being immersed in self-touch. And I could bypass that sensual, sexual experience with myself. I could bypass the discomfort and subtle disgust that I felt towards my pussy and myself. And I could avoid experiencing the discomfort from feeling disconnected from myself by just grabbing the vibrator and boom, so easy, right? So there can be an underlying pattern slash avoidance to actually engage sensually and sexually intimately with yourself. And the vibrator then becomes a very successful solution to that. It also creates a distance between you and your partner in sexuality and in partnered sex because if you have that masturbation pattern and then you bring that into your partner's sexuality, again, it's like it's not a full sexual experience where you're touching skin, you're comfortable with self-sensuality, self-sexuality. It's not mind-body or like mind-heart-pussy-connected. It's very kind of mechanical. It's very goal-oriented without the full immersive holistic experience. And so if you have that masturbation pattern and you bring that into partnered sex, you're bringing in that mechanical approach to sex. And even though you're touching your partner and there's more intimacy, maybe it, there's still an element of not being fully intimate, I would say. Maybe you disagree. That's totally fine. You don't have to agree with me, but I'm just putting it out there and I'm inviting you to 
reflect on this and maybe question it a little bit within yourself. Like, how am I using the vibrator as a way to avoid intimacy and stay slightly disengaged with heart and pussy and mind and that full immersive experience of intimacy? How is it keeping me, quote unquote, safe by being subtly disconnected? Another pattern that is quite common um, that can come from, or like it's, it's almost like a consequential issue that arises from long-term vibrator addiction dependency use, is that you start to believe, rightfully so in a way, that it's impossible to have pleasure and orgasm without using the vibrator. So that becomes your statistical truth, right? And then that becomes ingrained inside of you as a conviction, a belief system. This is true. I cannot have an orgasm without a vibrator. And then you are reinforced that truth over and over and over again. And if you ever try one or two times to have pleasure or an orgasm without a vibrator, you get frustrated, you get bored, and you feel like, what's the fucking point? And you feel like it's a failure. And then again, you go for reinforcing that belief system. So that can become such a strong self-image that you just feel like it's impossible to question or even like defy that inner truth. And like I mentioned, it's very easy when you have this overstimulation, this pattern and this belief system that anything that is sexual without a vibrator can feel boring and just bland, bleak. So what are the solutions? Well, you can ditch the addiction. You can ditch the dependency and become very fluent in finger stimulation only and even experience pleasure and I would say even more satisfying pleasure with and from finger stimulation only. However, this is a process. It's a journey and it takes some time. So what are the solutions? The first thing I would say is don't maybe go cold turkey if you've been doing this for a very, very long time because that could just really overwhelm you and make you feel so frustrated. So what you could do instead is approach it with a 50-50% approach where 50% of the time you allow yourself to have an orgasm with the vibrator and 50% of the time you stay away from it and you accept that you don't have an orgasm because probably in the beginning and maybe for a few weeks or maybe even a couple of months or so, you're not going to experience orgasm from finger stimulation only or from any stimulation that is vibrator absent, right? So you're going to have to accept that. I'm setting a distant goal to ditch the vibrator addiction. And in order to reach there, I am going to accept that I'm going to not have orgasms so that I can fulfill my distant goal and reach my goal over there to be able to have orgasms without the vibrator. That's so important. In that, there's also the invitation to rethink how you think about pleasure and sex. Is it only successful if you have an orgasm? It also invites you to rethink what type of orgasms are available to you because oftentimes when we've been very vibrator dominant in our pleasure, we are only experiencing literally the tip of the iceberg kind of orgasms, the clitoral focused, high intensity, distinct peak, quick drop, very like physical, explosive, clitoral orgasm. But there's so much more in your orgasmic landscape and capacity available to you. 
But if you're vibrator, dominant, heavy, addicted, then chances are you're missing out on that. So just putting that out there and that will be another episode about (laughs) the female, (laughs) all the female orgasms. I teach this in my program, Shameless, by the way, all the different orgasms. Part of the solution is to fall in love with your fingers and really resensitize yourself to softer, less intense stimulation. In order to do that, you need to breathe. You need to be present. You need to really think of it as a slow, gentle stimulation. If vibrator pleasure is McDonald's, fast food, high intensity, I want it, I get it, it's done, boom. Finger pleasure is like slow cooking or slow roasting, you know, soup or some kind of meat stock broth, bone broth on the stove for hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. And in the end, what you get is this rich, deeply nourishing, super tasteful concoction of magic, right? So, and you know, you see the difference between nourishment and basically dead food, right? McDonald's is dead food. There's no nutritional value. Slow cooked food, very rich in nutrients and in um, nourishment, right? So think about pleasure from finger stimulation in the same way. Yes, it'll take longer. Yes, you'll have to wait. Yes, it's a long process. It's not as instantly gratifying, but mm, the depth of that pleasure once you get it, right? And so you need to resensitize yourself to that and get really sensation intimate. What does that mean? You need to really listen to the sensations, the subtle sensations, and celebrate every single fucking sensation that you feel from stimulating yourself with your fingers only. Hello, my dear. If there's one self-pleasure practice I think all women need, It's pussy worship. Because so many women have deep, unconscious beliefs that their vulva is ugly, disgusting, problematic, difficult, weird-looking. The list is long. I've even created a whole episode on pussy worship and pussy gazing. So today, I just wanted to let you know that you can download a free, guided, self-pleasure pussy worship practice where you get step-by-step guidance on how to worship your pussy. It's a beautiful worshiping practice where you will gently heal, change, and eradicate negative beliefs about your pussy and make space for pussy magic and pleasure. It's so profound. It's so healing. It's so wonderful. And I want you to have this experience and to feel love and awe and respect and honor for your female genitals. So please do yourself a favor and download the Pussy Worship Practice and do it and enjoy. Okay, back to the episode. Part of that work then, which is the next solution, is that you're going to have to create intimacy with yourself and your fingers. This is a gift to yourself, to be able to actually touch yourself, to see self-pleasure and sex with yourself and another person as a heart-pussy-connected experience where you're stroking yourself, where you move through any challenging emotions like shame or disgust towards your pussy and how your pussy feels and the shape and the size of your vulva and your pussy juice and all of it, right? You need to get your hands dirty literally maybe for the first time in your life 
And not only get your hands dirty, but get your hands like loved up. Like you need to fall in love with yourself in that intimate way. It's a very different way to self-pleasure. And you're might gonna, you know, encounter some blockages here. The blockages that maybe initially made you grab the vibrator in the in the first place and prevent you from feeling like you can be present with yourself. Another solution, which is kind of part of this, right, is to really get to know your erogenous zones and really embrace the entirety of your sexual temple and pleasure landscape uh, that is your body. So that means not going straight for the crown, the jewel, the clitoris when you self-pleasure, but actually foreplay with yourself. (gasps) The thought, right? Oh my God, am I actually going to have to turn myself on? Arouse myself? I just want to grab the vibrator, put it on my clitoris, and have a quick orgasm. No, that's not going to fly, right? It's a different kind of pleasure. Again, slow, deep, rich. But of course, it's possible to, you know, go straight to the genitals and to your pussy and use finger stimulation and satisfy yourself. But especially in the beginning when you're putting the vibrator aside, spend some time foreplaying with yourself and really embrace your body and that more like full-bodied pleasure and stimulation. A key thing that will be so helpful in this ditch the addiction journey of yours is cultivating presence. Presence is super key. You're going to have to learn how to be present with pleasure, present with your sensations, present in the moment. So focus your mind on the sensations, on the buildup of sensations, of the presence of pleasure, and also the kind of quality of your mind when your mind wants to wander off into negative belief systems no you can't do this no it's not enough this is boring you're gonna fail this is bullshit erica's lying you're not gonna do it everyone else can perhaps but you're gonna fail then what do you do you say okay i hear you but i'm not listening to you and then you reshift your focus and your attention back into the sensations and into the pleasure that you experience and you adopt and speak a new empowering belief system. Yes, I can. Or I believe in pleasure or this is available to me. You have to get a little bit delusional because obviously your mind has the statistical evidence to back what it's telling you in a way. I mean, it's true. It's accurate. You can't do it. You've never done it. So you have to get delusional in your ability to trust in your future ability to do it and say, yes, I can. So I had a very, very stubborn internal voice that said just no, no, you can't. No, you can't. When it came to orgasm and having an orgasm without a vibrator and having an orgasm with another person. And I just said, yes, I started saying, yes, yes, I can. Yes, 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 yes. When there was pleasure, when there was buildup of that pleasure, I said, yes, 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 yes. To silence the negative belief and to bring positivity to the direction, the new direction that I was choosing. Another solution is that you have to get creative with your fingers and really get to know what type of stimulation works for you. I have another episode on this, on pleasure techniques, self-pleasure techniques, speed, pressure, style, and location. and You have to really have fun and play with your fingers and realize what works for you. And um, 
realize also that you are creative with your fingers, but you've probably always just done the same thing over and over again, and that didn't work. And then you grabbed the vibrator and that was so great. And so all of a sudden you had accidentally developed a, an addiction and then you gave up finger stimulation. So it's going to be a little bit challenging in the beginning, but you're going to have to get creative and stroke your clitoris and stroke yourself and uh, figure it out. And the last solution that I encourage you to apply or work with is really release the goal. It's not about having an orgasm. It's about being creative. It's about being present. It's about resensitizing yourself. It's about having fun. It's about getting to know your body, getting to know yourself. It's about celebrating every pleasurable sensation and really seeing that as the focus in each self-pleasure session with yourself and having an overarching distant goal of orgasm that is, of course, present, but not pressuring you in the moment because that pressure will take you out of your body, into your mind, into that analytical thinking part of the brain. And if you're in that part of the brain or that part of the brain is activated, it's really hard to surrender, let go of control and have an orgasm. And also it's hard to be present with the subtle sensations because the sensations in the beginning will feel kind of dimmed, but with practice, they're going to become more strong, more pleasurable, more rich and more satisfying. And eventually they're going to build and accumulate and create enough pleasure, enough energy to give you a finger-induced orgasm. Hooray! You did it! So now take a moment after this episode and reflect on whether or not you're ready to embark on this journey of ditching the addiction with your vibrator and maybe set a goal, six months, three months, and maybe create a little action plan based on what you've learned today. Maybe make a commitment with your partner and tell them as well, hey, this is my desire, and let them know that I might not be able to have an orgasm when we have sex, and that's not in any way a failure. I don't want that to feel bad for you or for me. I want to feel that we are both on board for this. This is going to support me in the long run. Can you help me with this? And yeah, and just like accept that this is going to be maybe a little bit of an emotional roller coaster, but that's part of the personal development and growth as well. So that's exciting. Good luck. You can do this. Feel free to reach out to me and let me know if you have success with applying these solutions to your life and to your situation. I would love to hear from you. And I'm your biggest cheerleader, and I know that you can do it. So if you vibe with this, if you feel like this is something you need, don't hesitate. Decide and do it. Do it, do it, do it. Enjoy. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.